outreach is its second week. Congressman Matt Gates is caught up in a major scandal. Paul Pierce gets fired up from ESPN. Famed rapper DMX passes away. And this week on Meeting of the Minds, we discuss vaccination passports. Let's do it! Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's get started this week with the trial of Derek Chauvin, which moved into its second week. Uh, The prosecutors continue to present a compelling case, as they called the Minneapolis police chief and other members of various levels of law enforcement, who have all provided what appears to be damaging testimony. Chauvin's lawyer, through cross-examination, continues to try to place blame on everyone else, from George Floyd to the crowd to uh, his health issues and just a bunch of other things, just trying to find what, throwing a bunch of shit up, trying to see what sticks to the wall. So, you know, although that the prosecution has put on a strong case thus far, I still don't think there's going to, I'm still not sure, I best better be said, if there's going to be a conviction. What are your thoughts? Well, watching the trial, like you said, the testimony has been compelling. I mean, from the police chief who said the use of force was um, too much, from his direct supervisor, from the people who train the training. um, They're saying everything that we already knew watching it. Uh, The medical examiner who said that um, although he may have had fentanyl in his system and a bad heart, they might have been contributing factors, but it wasn't a direct factor of his death. Uh, the pulmonology or um, pulmonary critical care uh, doctor who gave compelling testimony. He had the um, reporters reported that he had the jury um, hanging on his every word. He was giving examples. And yet still, yes, we know that we've we've seen several times where the, the uh, evidence is overwhelming um, and still there's no conviction. It is an interesting, like as an attorney, if I was an attorney, I would not, I would feel kind of bad that that's the only defense that I had is, oh, the crowd was loud and obnoxious, or he, he had, he was, he was on drugs. Like none of that matters because like, like I always say, when we have conversations, was he going to die that day from that fentanyl? Mm -hmm. If not, it's just like, if I go rob a store and I kill an old lady who had a heart disease. Am I going to jail for murder or are they going to say, well, she had a heart disease. So that could have been the reason why she died and not the shot. That's basically the defense. You know, honestly, I think the prosecution and the defense are doing a good job. And I know people listening might be wondering how I'm saying, why I say that. So I'll kind of break it down. Um, this trial I guess can be, and I guess it's true for all trials, comes down to the mindset really of the jurors. You know, if the jurors are, if the jury is comprised of what we would call sensible and logical people who look at the video and they they know that a crime has been, you know, committed, um, in their minds, it really is just going to be about what's the charge, second or third degree murder or manslaughter, which is what they can be done. Um, and in that in that case, I think the prosecution is putting up a compelling case, you know, for 
murder. Now, I don't know if it's second or third degree based on, you know, the nuances between the two and the technicalities. But if there are if there's a juror or jurors who saw the video and they have questions in their mind, like, oh, I don't know if it's really, you know, if he really killed him or whatever, then in that case, I think the defense is doing a good enough job of providing enough bullshit um, you know, like the, the crowd was rowdy and, you know, other distractions, uh, you know, the, he had drugs in the system, the, the big scary black man theory um, that can probably compel that one person or uh, people who are who may be open to that, you know, the kind of like the Fox News type person. You're right, because I read. Um, you know, I like reading comments on stories and I was on one of the websites and I was reading the comments and you had those people, of course, you know, that were saying he was on drugs. He died from drugs. And you have people going back and forth like, what are you talking about? But yes, there are people in the, you know, general population that believe that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not it's not, um, you know, out of the realm of possibility that a juror could have that same thought. It's not a logical thought, but... I think it's very important to remember that the prosecution needs all 12 people. You know, yeah. the defense only needs... And the defense only needs one. And really, right. the, the the defense, what they're doing is they're putting on... You know, we've heard all, you know, for the last four years of people putting on shows for an audience of one. That's really mm-hmm. what this, the defense is doing. They're putting on their mm-hmm. defense for an audience of one or, you know, if there are more people that like that, think that way, um, that's what they're putting their defense on. And they're they're using all the stereotypes uh, out there. You know, the black stereotypes, all of them are out there, you know, the, the drug. And so, you know, so if 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 there are if there is a juror on there, which I wouldn't be surprised if there was. Um, or jurors that are that have that are opened up to that open minded to that kind of bullshit, then the defense is actually doing a good job, you know, for them. I thought also some of the witnesses, their emotion. These are um, expert witnesses, but they still watching the video showed some type of emotion of sadness or um, they didn't want to really look at it because of how terrible it is. So. You're right. I don't want I never want to get too high on these things. We know how the justice system works. We know that a black man went to jail for killing a white a black officer uh, went to jail for killing an unarmed white lady with a swift (laughs) hand of justice. So even in even in law enforcement, there's still a divide on justice between white officers, black officers, just as it is between white civilians and black civilians. So. It'll be interesting to see what the verdict is going to be, though. Yeah, I mean, what I will say, which I have found interesting, and this is somewhat of a first, is how many law enforcement people have come out to testify against one of their own. Exactly. That that is very, you know, you know, that is not something that we see often or we've seen it ever. You know, so I will say I will say that that has been very surprising to me. Just the the sheer amount of police uh, officials that have come out and said, no, this was wrong. Um, That's been surprising. Now, again, if it's sensible people on the jury, then, you know, 
that's going to be very compelling. But, you know, if you're, if it's not, then. But is there you know, a verdict other than what is it? Second degree murder? What are the there, charges there's, again? There's, there's three possibilities. There's a third, second and third degree murder. And I can't remember the degree of manslaughter, but it's, it's a manslaughter charge as well. And I feel like if he gets any of the lesser charges, it's still going to feel like a slight of justice. Like, I feel like he. Yeah, to me, yeah, it should be, again, in most sensible people, they're going to say whatever the highest murder charge, that's what it should be. You know, it's kind of, I mean, I don't know, you know, first degree, I know it's premeditated. I don't know if right. we can say he, he woke up in the no. morning and he decided he wanted to kill George Floyd. Okay, so maybe not. But right. the next degree, yeah. You know, but again, it's all these technicalities, you know, that can up to know, why they, you can't charge with that or that would make a jury, especially when the judge reads the um he when he reads it to the jury, all of the different things they need to consider. Yeah, there's so many technicalities of what constitutes second degree murder, what constitutes third degree murder, what constitutes, you know, the different degrees of manslaughter. There's so many different technicalities. So I don't know what it is. But whatever, I mean, to me, if it's not first degree, which we probably could agree on, um, it should definitely be second degree. Um, but it should be murder. It shouldn't be a manslaughter charge. No. You know, and he mm-hmm. should and, and he should be in jail for the rest of his life. And you know? let, let's just say that he was trying to restrain George Floyd. Um, OK, the first two minutes. Let's just even say that we will say for the whole nine minutes he was trying to restrain him. He still didn't remove his knee from that man's neck when the EMTs um, came to check the man's pulse. So at that point, you, you felt the life leave out of that man. Yeah, they you said that. It. Well, one of the I can't remember which of the uh, medical examiners testified, but they said that they actually pinpointed the time where. Yes. I saw George that. Floyd, George Floyd took the his last breath. That was the pulmonary yeah. Um, specialist. Yeah, they pinpointed the, the exact time, and it was three minutes after he had taken his last breath, he still had his knee on his neck. You so know. there was no reason. Like, how can, like you said, I know we're, we're talking logic here, because I can't imagine how anyone on that jury would not see that as a problem. Like, that's what I'm saying. We'll we'll start at the the, the time that because like the police officers testified, like the chief testified, he the, that use of force should have stopped the moment he stopped resisting. Mm-hmm. You, the, and when is that? Or the, the moment he was no longer a threat. He was on the ground handcuffed. There was no need for five for four or five of you guys to be on him. There, he was no longer a threat like two minutes into the whole damn thing. Once they had his hands, I mean, that's what they basically testified. Once and they even had his if hands. You, if you look at the video that happened in the police car, he wasn't aggressive. He was more scared and frightened. Mm-hmm. I don't see that as a threat. He no, but I mean, like, I'm talking about I'm talking about once they had him on the ground. Yeah, I know. Most most of them have 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 testified that like within two minutes. He he was no longer what they would consider a threat, and that you know he was on the ground. They had him handcuffed. He was stopped. He was subdued. You know whatever. And that man still kept his knee on his neck. Now all this, yeah, and yeah. So a a a, a, a rational person would say, okay, this is wrong. But 
you know, when I listen to, you know, every time I listen to cross-examination, it, you know, it, it upsets me because, I, you know, I know it's bullshit what he's trying to put up there, but I can see how what he's trying to put up there could work if there's that kind of that Fox News type person up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that, you know, actually the other day, they were, you know, they keep talking about jury reaction. And I found it interesting because they said that when uh, I can't remember when one one person was being cross examined, that there was one juror that was taking real copious notes when that one mm-hmm. person was being cross examined. Nobody else was, but he would. That person was he or she was taking real copious notes. And in my mind, I was like, that might be that one. That's the one. Mm-hmm. That could be the one. What are you fucking nuts? <laughs> Florida Congressman Matt Gates, the guy who looks like the Chucky doll all grown up, is being investigated for possible child sex trafficking. Gates became a person of interest after an associate of his, former tax collector in Seminole County, Florida, Joel Greenberg, was indicted on 14 federal charges, including sex trafficking. The Justice Department is investigating whether Gates broke federal sex trafficking laws regarding a relationship he had with a 17-year-old he met online. Investigators surmised that Greenberg would connect with women through an online website meant to facilitate dates in exchange for gifts, fine dining, travel, and cash allowances. He would then introduce them to Gates, who would engage in sexual activity and sometimes while taking the drug ecstasy and other drugs. Gates has denied any involvement with the minor or paying for sex. It was reported on Thursday, however, that his buddy Greenberg was ready to change his plea and uh, was willing to make a deal. It's not looking good for the congressman, and yet he still maintains his innocence, calling the investigation a witch hunt. What do you think about this piece of shit? <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, it, you know. I know Gates is saying that you know, it's a witch hunt, but there's parts of the story that he's not uh, denying, you know, the fact that they were sharing a girl. Now, they're they're arguing if the girl was 17, you know, underage or whatnot, or at least he's arguing that the girl wasn't underage. But let's say he says that she was 18. You know, these two grown ass men were sharing this little 18 year old. I mean, it, it, a lot of it is just sick. Um and then, you know, we also learned about Gates that he was showing pictures and videos of of his this shit to, to people on his on his his aides and other people on the floor. I mean, that's what the house the house is investigating him. And one of the things I read in the in the house investigation is the fact that he was showing this material on the house floor to mm-hmm. uh, different senators. You know, it's so, a sleazy sleaze sleaze ball. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, he does. But the Uh thing is, these people snitch. You know, these people. I mean, come on, they're not. First of all, his boy Greenberg is not no um, professional criminal. Some of the charges that they have against this man, like it was like a drug dealer. He was. He was running that tax collector's office like it was the wild, wild west. And they were some gangsters. Like, of course, he's going to snitch. No, I mean, I'm just talking about that. Like uh, another person, another of Gates's aides uh, quit in protest. 
and stuff. His like communications director. Yeah, no, another one. Just yeah, the oh. communications. Another one. Uh, just quit yesterday, I think, and um, again, out of protest. You know, like I'm pretty sure that these people have already seen this shit. You know, mm-hmm. he might. They might have been some that he bragged. He 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 was bragging to, and you know, they're like. You know, Before he put they're out, they're gonna snitch. <laughs> they're gonna snitch. I mean, at the end of the day, they're gonna snitch unless, you know, they don't have Trump in the office anymore to give out blanket, uh, these blanket, uh, immunity deals or in stuff. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna snitch on his ass. I and mean, you know, at the end of the day, I, I have a feeling he's gonna go to jail. And he doesn't, and you know, I know yesterday he, he had his little press conference talking about he's built for this. He ain't built for jail. He just What's funny like- is, is that before he decided to put out this uh, breaking news statement, because that's what he titled it, um, from the women of the office of U.S. Congressman Matt Gates, there were talks about people saying that he was creepy and he made them feel uncomfortable. And then he puts out this statement with no signatures, but it's supposed to be, you know, the work women who work with him defending his his married, I guess. I don't know. Um, so we know Matt Gates, a, a huge Trump supporter. He doesn't work with, um, he's not work, working with the full deck. Um, well, the funny, the other funny thing is, you know, usually Republicans stand up for their own. Quick. You know? Quick. Yeah, and they always start talking about how this is a liberal, you know, they'll, they'll all jump on the liberal witch hunt train. Uh, it's it's rather mute over there right now. I'm hearing crickets. Even even your favorite president didn't really defend him in his statement. Um, he now just let, let's just let's just the record show that that is really not my favorite president. That's just an inside joke that we have. So don't start thinking. Let's just make sure that people that don't know. I am definitely not a Trump supporter. I am definitely not a Trump supporter. I hate that man with a passion. But that's an inside joke with us. But anyway, um, yeah, he only well, of course, it's only the Trumpians that are supporting him. Uh, Jim uh-huh. Jordan, uh, that crazy ass green, whatever name is Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Green, green. green yeah, mm-hmm. she. Those are the only ones really standing up for him. Everybody else is like quiet. And like, then, what? Um, that, well, it's sad that, that people uh, in Congress don't even like him. The don't like Michael. Yeah, he's not. And I, he doesn't look like a likable person. <laughs> he got he bullied looks like in an school. Asshole. He was the guy yeah, that looks, got beat up in he, school. He looks and like now an he asshole. has some kind of power and he doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah, he don't. He looks like the ass. He looks like the guy in high school that everybody would want to beat up. He does. He just looks like that guy that you would that and, and got beat up all the damn time. And just and was trying to be cool, like, "Hey guys, yeah, yeah, he'd be the one trying, trying to buy buy you lunch because he's so rich because his family's rich, buying yeah. trying to buy friends, mm-hmm. buy you lunch and shit, and try to buy your friendship. He don't look mm-hmm. like a likable dude. Every time he opens his mouth, it's like he's not a likable dude, you know. So and you know and I again I like to I'm, I try to be open minded when I hear people getting charged with these sex crimes, sexual stuff. Right. I try to be open minded. And but he looks like the dude that would do this shit. He, he just it. looks. Uh, he just looks like that. And dude. yes, he has to pay for it. Yes, he's that yeah. guy. Yeah, he's that guy. You know, and you know, I don't know how much he's paying these girls, 
but yeah, he looks. Well, they're he, getting fine I, dining. I, they're getting trips. They're getting allowance. Yeah. So it's not they're not cheap escorts. <laughs> yeah, a uh, little side note for 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 these women out here that are getting a little forty dollar cash up. You might want to step the game up. I'm just saying. Get on the website because uh, <laughs> y'all can get congressmen. You know. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that. I one hope out he there. goes to jail. That is my hope and desire that he is oh, definitely. I say, not only not only did he go to jail, I want to see the perp walk. That's the one. <laughs> that's the one. Because he's gonna be crying. You know, he's gonna cry because he was trying to get pardoned. He he was yeah. asked. See that this is what is crazy, right? Because he supports Trump to the fullest. Trump had to know that he was under investigation because it happened under his DOJ. He goes and asks for a blanket pardon, and Trump's like, nah, I'd rather give it to Lil Wayne. <laughs> and yeah, Kodak I mean, well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't like, and it wasn't like Trump had like a, a quota of how many pardons he could give out. He could give out as many as he wanted. I guess you Matt know? wasn't really willing to pay up that million or two. But the pardons, you know, I'm pretty sure. I'm actually pretty sure he would. It just like mm-hmm. I guess, I guess Trump they was just get, like, this is a fight. I know I don't want. Yeah, like I don't. I don't think Trump likes him. You know, right. that's the thing. I don't. I don't think Trump likes him. It's obvious he so, doesn't. But but it's but he's just you know he's glad that he's one of those people who you know. We'll die. We'll die so, on a ledge mm, for him. Yeah, and the funny thing is, if he actually does get charged, if he has anything on anybody, he's telling. That's just, coming, yeah, that's just, <laughs> that's just coming out. <laughs> that man ain't built for Trump nothing. Trump will be mad he didn't give him a pardon. <laughs> yeah, if, he has, if he has anything on anybody, that's just coming out. This one's tough. Um, DMX, who is one of my favorite rappers, has unfortunately passed away at the age of 50. He suffered a heart attack earlier this week, um, reportedly due to drug a drug overdose, and was in the hospital in a, in a vegetative state until he passed. Uh, Darkman X, uh, whose real name was Earl Simmons, had numerous hits and set several industry records and was definitely one of hip-hop's biggest global icons. He expressed his personal struggles and demons in his music. And while he was very open about his drug problems, one of the things that I definitely respected about him was the fact that he never promoted drug use or tried to make it sound cool in his music. Um, 
He is survived by his 15 kids and will definitely be missed. I actually have a a personal story about DMX. Uh, I used to do music and like in the late 90s, me and my cousin, we were in a group and I had an older cousin who was already in the music industry. She had been working with this. um, It was like a musical family, I guess you would say. It was a lot of acts under that umbrella. And so one day she came over and she was like, yo, my boy DMX is out here. Um, He invited me to his hotel. Do you guys want to come? And we like, yeah, we were huge fans of DMX. Like, okay, hyped up, about to meet DMX. So I can't remember what hotel it was, but um, we ended up going to the hotel and basically we bum rushed DMX's dinner. They were sitting in this room with a long table. It was a bunch of people sitting there eating. And I'm not saying that my cousin didn't know DMX, but it could have been a situation where when she was popping and he was just about to come on, she might've treated him away. So it was a little toxicity between them. At one point he was acting as if he didn't even know who she was. So me and my other cousin, we're like, wow, we're so sorry that we interrupted your dinner. We thought y'all was cool. Yada, yada. He invited us to stay. He's like, have a seat. Um, You guys, you know, he was just very gracious. We sat down and spoke with him at the time he was starting his own label bloodline. We sang and we were rapping and singing at the time and we did a rap and we sang for him and he was really impressed with our singing not too much with our rapping but and he Mm. kept it real but we also hung out with him a few times after that now my um experience with dmx was short but just from the people that knew him for a very long time, the things that they say about him is what I experienced. He he treated us like his little sisters. Um, he gave us he he always was kicking knowledge and giving us wisdom about the music industry. He was funny, compassionate, like he was a real dude. And you know, things happened where we never really were able to work with him musically because um, he was having his own things that he was going through. But I'll never forget that experience. How gracious he was. Even with us bum rushing his dinner, he didn't go off on us. He wasn't disrespectful. And he is a thorough dude. I just want to say one more thing that is upsetting. Before he passed away, Funk Master Flex came out ridiculing people for posting their um, prayers. And then just now um, the game came out with something similar, like, give me my flowers. If you're not going to give me my flowers when I'm here, I don't want it when I'm gone. I just need to say this. DMX was well-loved. We were giving DMX, he just did a versus that broke records. Like nobody was not giving DMX his flowers. And I need people to stop turning stuff onto them. It's not about you. We love DMX. Everybody loved DMX, respected DMX. We knew he was going through stuff. I knew back then he was going through stuff. That's why it didn't work out. But we've always showed love to him and I'm sick of people coming out trying to make it something that is not let people mourn this man. That's all I have to say. Well, you know, I think, um, his death is a tragic reminder of, uh, the ills surrounding drug use, you know? And, you know, when, after he passed away, it really made me think the other day about the black community and, you know, we're so quick to, you know, we talk about cancel culture and stuff and we're so used to canceling stuff. You know, if there's something that we need to can like we really need to cancel is these artists like Future and stuff who promote drug use like it's cool. 
you know, um, in their music and stuff. Um, <clears throat> because this shit is literally, literally has the potential to kill us or really just severely fuck up our lives. You know, it's not cool. And the message, that's the message that we need to start pushing to our people. You know, also, like Lamar Odom said, who also struggles with substance abuse, we need to stop ridiculing them and, and find ways and platforms and things that we could do to help them. Because unless you're dealing with substance abuse or addiction, you don't know what it is or how it is. You know, you, family members try to, to, to help, but if you're not ready, then there's nothing anyone else can do. But we can't ridicule people and laugh and make fun of them. We need to surround them and help them and, and like you said, have platforms and things that, because DMX looked happy a couple of days before he um, allegedly overdosed. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why crack cocaine and other drugs were introduced into our neighborhoods. There's a reason why, you know, and now we're doing the jobs, for you know, we're doing mm -hmm. that job for them. Um, yeah, I don't ridicule people for their drug abuse problems or, or whatever, and they shouldn't be. You know, we don't know. Everybody has their own demons or uh things that they're going through. And I mean, that was one of the things that made DMX uh, such a great rapper is because the way that he expressed his pain in his music, um, it was very relatable. A lot of people could relate to a lot of the stuff he was talking about because they were going through it themselves. And I just found out, too, that uh, DMX was tricked into doing drugs by somebody that he respected and looked up to at the age of 14. So, like we say, we don't know what draws people in those directions. You know, it could be a lot of different things, but, you know, that's a sad story in itself. Yeah, but we need to stop promoting this shit like it's cool. You know, it's not cool. Lean ain't cool. You know, Molly and Percocets and all that shit. The shit ain't cool. We had what you was Ju Juice World overdosed, right? Yes. He, yes. So I mean, like, we have these young rappers that have died in the last few years from overdoses. You know, oh, so, even yeah. some of the people, even some of the people like Little Wayne, who talks about right. drinking lean, drinking lean and stuff. How many strokes and, and it messed stuff. him up? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same thing with Rick Ross. You know, he had a stroke behind that shit. The shit is not cool, but, uh, you know, because a lot of people follow, you know, people like Future and stuff and they want they think that this is the coach, you know, this is the culture, you know, they will do whatever they're talking about. And, yeah. you know, and these people, they understand how powerful their platforms are. And so when they, you know, when, you know, they're openly promoting these different drugs and shit. You know, these kids and, and their followers are doing it and it's literally killing us. You know, and if it's not killing us, it's literally fucking up our lives. And this shit is not cool. And we need to stop acting like it's cool. And we need to as a community, we need to say, hey, we ain't going to we're not going to buy your music. We ain't going to support your shit on the radio. It's on the radio. Not, not, they try yeah, to black out stuff. Yeah. Even like little little Nas X. And his crazy ass, he's promoting that shit in his music. You know, nah, we can't, we can't, no, this is not cool. His number, his song, you know, Call Me By My Name, you know, it's, he's talking about drug use and that shit. And that's the number one fucking song in America. Because it's, it's so catchy. If you're not even really listening to the lyrics, like, it's catchy. Call me by my name. <laughs> yeah, but it shouldn't be a number one song in America. That's, I mean, that that's the problem, you know? 
Um, and I and I, you know, I'm not hating on these dudes, but I mean, I, I'm I'm hating on the fact of what they're doing to our community, and I don't think it's you know, it's not right, and it's you know, I have a obviously I have a, a son that's in that age group that listens to that mm-hmm. shit, but you know. Of course, I, I'm here to counter, you know, do the counter programming. But you know, a lot some some households there isn't a, a, a person in that household to do the counter programming, or they don't even have the time to do the counter programming because they may be, you know, working so much. A single parent. I mean, there's so many. You know, the internet is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why we need to, you know, we need to stop, stop. You know, we need to get rid of these dudes. Period. Point, 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 period. You know, they, they because regardless be, if you signed up to be a role model or not, people are looking up to you and what you do, you know, because back in the day, our athletes and um, artists, you know, just because other people looked at it negatively, negatively, they were uplifting us in a way, you know, to talk about the life that you lived, you know, is one thing you know, to tell us what you've been through. That's what they were rapping about. That's one thing. But like you said, to promote drugs, like it's cool. That's not good. It's not. I mean, and, and yeah, the whole role model thing, no. Should, I, I've never believed that celebrities and, and stuff should be held in that regard. But unfortunately, they are a though. lot of people, a lot of people are held in that regard. A lot of people do hold them in that regard. Because a and lot so, of kids look up to them, you know, exactly. us uh, level-minded people, we're not looking at celebrities as superhuman. We understand that they're human beings, mm-hmm. and but there are a lot of children, uh, you oh, know, teens, especially, and adults. Especially now, especially now in this era of social media mm-hmm. and stuff, it's even more amplified. It's more of a cult yeah. following. Yeah, because you're into the person's daily life more now. You know, because um, mm-hmm. they're posting daily and whatever, and so they understand their power. They understand the power of their platform because they right. use those platforms to sell music. You know, and so you know, I, I said what I feel about it, but you know, it's a damn shame. You know, it is really shameful that DMX had to go that way. There's so many that don't know. This goes out to my Q. Rest in peace, baby. What they don't know is the bull, the drama, the the armor, the city, the farmer, the babies, the mama, the projects, the drugs, the children, the dogs, the tears, the hugs, the love, the slobs, the funerals, the wakes, the churches, the coffins, the heartbroken mothers. The Bronx, Brooklyn, Harlem, the hurt, the pain, the dirt, the rain, the jerk, the fame, the work, the game, the friends, the foes, the bends, the the studios, the shows, comes and it goes, the jealousy, the envy, the phony, the friendly, the one that gave him the slugs, the one that put him in me, the snakes, the grass, too long to see, the lawnmower sitting right next to the tree. Be a stupid motherfucker to get five on your day off. 
So retired NBA champion and future Hall of Famer Paul Pierce <laughs> decided to act a damn fool and got fired on his day off. Pierce, who was an analyst on multiple ESPN shows, thought it a good idea to go live on Instagram during a party at his house with strippers twerking, cigar in hand, just living his best life. Uh, the problem, he works for ESPN, which is an affiliate of Disney, a family company. So, of course, that type of behavior, at least the broadcasting of that behavior is no good. And he got fired. Shortly after the announcement, Paul posted a cryptic video of himself laughing with a comment about not being able to wait for the truth to come out. It's 2021, y'all. Stop being surprised that you can get fired from your job for what you post on social media. What you got to say about this food? Well, I mean, the question is why? You're Paul Pierce. <laughs> you exactly. don't need clout. I mean, exactly. Why? What What was the purpose of pushing the go live button or posting it to Instagram? I mean, if you wanted to have a party at your house with strippers and whatever else, that's fine. Go ahead. Do it. Do you. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But why do you no. need to show the world what you're doing? I mean, you got your multimillionaire. You, there's no like you said, there's no reason for you to be chasing clout. And stuff like that. And you, I mean, he had to know. I know he was in a drunken stupor, as they say, but he had to know that this shouldn't, that shit was going to get him fired. You can't he do that. He got millions of followers. And, somebody was going to repost it. Somebody was going to see it. Yeah, somebody was going to see it. Somebody was going to fire it. But you fire him for it. Um, but, you know, again, this is a cautionary tale for people. Um, you know, bigger picture is. You know, companies and people, they look at your social media post. You know, it's 2021. You have to understand that when you do stuff on social media, it can affect other parts of your life. You know, the police use social media. To yes, the police. Find it, criminals. The first, the first or, or when when criminals do something, what's the first thing they do on news? Start reading their <laughs> social media post. Right. You know, and then jobs. They look at your social media they posts. Look at your social and then, media posts. You know, I think we're we're we. You know, you would think that we're past uh, the time, the era of trying to collect the quote unquote friends on Facebook. Mm -hmm. But unless you're trying to be a social media influencer, and guess mm -hmm. what? If you're trying, if you are trying to be a social media influencer, the companies that may pay you to endorse their products or whatever, guess what they do? They check your social media post. So you need people need to stop and think about what the fuck they're posting before they post it and then stop acting surprised when they get fired or whatever. And canceled. you know it was in his contract that said that what you do offset affects your job course, here because uh, these course. are major corporations that are held accountable for your speech. You know what I mean? Like if he said something out of line about anything, they're going to um, hold ESPN accountable. Because when you're when you are, a you know, again, if you're an employee of ESPN or you're endorsing a product or whatever, mm -hmm. you are representing that product or company in the in the public sphere. So when you post something, you're basically posting, even though you may be posting it for, quote unquote, Paul Pierce. You're actually on by extension, yeah. On by extension, you're posting it on behalf of ESPN, and so they can't have that. 
And again, if you're trying, if you are trying to be a social media influencer, like everybody seems to be nowadays, even then you would be posting on behalf of the product or thing that is endorsing you. So again, you need to be smarter about what you post. Make your damn uh, accounts private. If you do want to post yeah. stupid, if you do want to post stupid shit, then have a separate account for just yes. you and your friends to post your stupid shit to you and your friends, and then have a, a business account or whatever where you can yeah. put where you're posting regular stuff that's open that's to just, other people. Just, <laughs> it's just common sense. It's just like when I used to see rich people getting DUIs. I'm like, why are you driving? You know, like Paul Pierce, you're a champion, a future Hall of Famer. Everybody knows who you are. You weren't the great analyst. So, you know, firing you wasn't like a big travesty, like we're going to miss it. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, it's not a big loss, no. But you had a great job. You're the truth nickname. Like, why would you do that? Why would you think that you needed to do that? And that goes to show you that it doesn't matter where we see people at, that still sometimes they need that, that affirmation. They need that approval because I don't, where were your friends? Like, don't go live. They were I mean, there. They were there. <laughs> they were there throwing money at, you know, throwing their money at these strippers, you know, he's calling like women almost like escorts, telling them they need to come through so they can get money. Yeah. And, I mean, the you shit missing was crazy. Out on money. Yeah, mm-hmm. the shit was crazy. You know, watching it, the shit was crazy. But yeah. Again, it was well in his rights if that's what he wanted to do. And if well he wasn't his- an ESPN commentator and just an ex basketball player, that would have been totally okay. You know what I mean? Like that, that would, it would have been no big deal. People would have been talking about how much fun he had. Could it, well, it but it could have messed big, up his future endeavors. Yeah, it could, it could have been a big deal if he was a, if he was an endorser of a product or something like that. Mm-hmm. Again, but again, he's Paul Pierce. The fuck is he trying to chase, you know, clout chase for at this time of age in life? You know, he got his money. He's got everything he needs. He doesn't need. I mean, what is he? What what kind of validation does he need? And apparently, he was getting validation while he was there. He had, you know, right. half naked ass. Why can't we just have fun? Ass. Why do we have to broadcast our fun to everybody? Like, look at me having yeah, this great I mean, that's time. What she, like, that's what I'm saying. Everybody wants to share everything, and you know, again, not everything is supposed to be shared. You know, if mm-hmm. you're t- if you're doing what you're doing, do what you're doing. You don't have to sell it, share everything with the world, like to prove. What do you What are you trying? What are we trying to prove here? That's what I'm trying. To, like, what are we trying to prove? Yeah, you know, know, like, but a lot of people are doing this. They they want to share. You know, I'm just talking about common folk. They just want to overshare yeah. everything. You know, and you know, at the end of the day, it's like, what are, what are we trying to prove here? You know, this shit is not real. Social media, this shit is not real. I, I don't understand why people have not understand that. You're proving something to to half amount of people that don't even know you. you just have these. Well, to quote Paul Pierce, even when I'm losing, I'm winning. Big things coming. So I guess we'll be waiting to see the big things that he has in store and and the truth that's supposedly to come out. I I, I don't even know what that meant because it's like what truth? Like we know what happened. <laughs> Maybe he was just trying to play a. Uh, Put a play on words. Say face. Yeah, because he's his his nickname is the truth. Maybe he was just trying oh, to put a, yeah, yeah. So yeah, his maybe, big thing is the truth coming out. Truth coming out. Maybe he was trying to do a play on words because okay. I think we I think we clearly saw with our own eyes what the truth is in that matter. I mean, I don't know what he's going to dispute 
if he just are you going to believe me or your lying yeah. eyes? Yeah, exactly. So you know, unf- you know, he to me he's just a, another one of these dummies. Um, but he's I don't know that he's going to be hurting. I mean, I'm sure the no, paycheck the is nice. Is, of course, okay, look, I mean, yeah, did he fumble? Adding money is always did better he, than did he, did, he, did he did he fumble the bag, so to speak? Yeah, he did. He fumbled yeah, the bag. He did. But mm-hmm. ain't ain't you know. I, I, I'm pretty sure he he's doing well. He, he's he's not he's gonna be well. starving. No, he ain't, he ain't gonna be hurting too bad behind this. So you know, mm-hmm. in his case, yes, he's gonna be all right. But he could start you know, a podcast or something. People will yeah. listen. Yeah, in his case, he's, yeah, in his case, he's all right. But for other people, you know, use this as a cautionary tale mm-hmm. of what not to do. Because free speech. Is is not free. You can, you are free to say and do whatever you want, but you're not free of the consequences of those actions or speech. Same difference with social media. You are free to post whatever it is that you like, but you're not free of the consequences. So just be mindful. You're and it's because it's it it goes beyond just getting fired or or jobs looking, people post their, their locations. You know what I mean? They post when they're out of town. Um, it, it goes beyond all of that. It's just a blanket bad idea to let strangers into your entire life. People do walk arounds of their house, their new house on Instagram, giving people, you know, floor plans of how things look or whatever. So we just, yes, social media is could be fun, but don't post your life, your whole entire life, every movement. Smarten up, y'all. <laughs> and with that, that is the end of our first episode. And we like we to thank did you it, for- babe. <laughs> we did. <laughs> thank you for listening. Um, make sure you follow us on our social media. Uh, it's at Elevated Minds on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That is E-L-E-V-8-E-D-M-I-N-D-Z. We'll be back next week. And we'll be back definitely next week. So until then. Keep it elevated.